All right, here we have the Al Pacino uh, film review. I just did Robert De Niro's oeuvre, uh, as it were, and this is kind of the runner-up to De Niro in terms of popularity, Italian-American uh, stature in Hollywood and Broadway sometimes, um, acting. I would go so far as to say that Al Pacino is probably my all-time favorite actor in terms of the ferocity of his performances throughout the years. I just think he's got so many – like, De Niro is, is a favorite for sure. Let's not, you know, be around the bush. But just cutting to the chase, Al Pacino is my favorite actor because he um, – Alfredo Pacino or whatever – because he – um. He's not afraid to embarrass himself, and I think that is something that is so endearing, and it's kind of rare in a lot of great actors. You see it in character actors, but you don't see it with like an actor of like considerable magnitude, like Pacino. Um, Jack Nicholson can be kind of like that, but Jack Nicholson's also an egomaniac. It just, I think Pacino is a little more of a, you know, bipolar hothead, I guess. I don't know. He just, it, it just feels to me like he actually respects the character and he's not just trying to make himself look good. And that is, is so welcome, I think, in Hollywood. And I think it's part of the reason why he's, he's, uh, runs the actors, uh, guild. I mean, he, he's part of the leadership for the acting guild, uh, of America, whatever they call it, the AGA. Screen Actors Guild, right? Something like that. Anyway, um, so without further uh, pomp and circumstance, I'd like to I'd like to jump into some movies without further ado, right? So we have House of Gucci. Um, I just saw this last year, I believe, or maybe the year before. It's recent. Um, but his performance in this was, was not really anchoring down the, the film all that much. He was in it a fair amount, but not a ton. And he was rec he had recognizable shots. The shots are very much like focused in on him. He lit up, you know, the, um, the emotions in the room, definitely like a solid performance and, and a very fascinating character. Like, you know, he was the patriarch of the Gucci family, the Gucci business, empire you know he he kind of ran the show and then he gets pushed out of the picture and he ends up being a tragic fi figure in the smaller context of the story uh i think for compared to everything else he's done it's not great i think it's probably a c um but i think it's it's um that's so that's you know that's about average but i think it's still good like it's still like noteworthy Anyway, uh, average in Pacino's world is probably, you know, noteworthy. Um, let's do some other ones. I'm just going to go find ones that I have seen, because some of these are just uh, ones I have not wanted to see, or or have perhaps not even heard of, uh, heard about. I've Like, two, for the money, I have not seen this one. Uh, I don't even think all the movies I have seen are on this. Like, uh, is this Training Day? Okay, well, let's just keep going. Scent of a Woman. Um, so, Scent of a Woman is uh, 
an A for me. I think Pacino steals the show in this. It really centers around his performance. Um, it's so vivid and memorable. Like he really doesn't pull any punches in any scene. He's entirely vicious throughout the entire the whole film. And altogether, sort of just like um, this cruel, tortured, doggedly uh, fierce human being. And and yet the, the movie is not really about a world like that. So it, it makes it juxtaposes him a lot. It reminds me somewhat of like Uncut Gems. But it's but it it has more dignity than uncut gems, uh, and I think his character really st- steals the show, especially at the end, where he has a great monologue that is uh you know worthy of the ages. So yeah, Son of a Woman. I think he did get uh, an Academy Award for it. I think he got Best Actor. So for me, that is an excellent '90s film. Um, I give it an A. Yeah. Hope I'm not in over my head. All right, up next, Chinese coffee. I actually have going. This is going to be the one that I'm going to watch next. I literally have it in a YouTube tab open. Next, well, it's in this browser, and it's, this is actually a, a, a significant film to mention right now because it was his uh, directorial debut, or it's a film that he notably directed, which he doesn't tend to do. And he also acts in it, and he he has a, he plays a very like um, odd fellow in, who has a, sort of a mercurial uh, reputation. And overall, I think it's a pretty fascinating film, but it's sort of uh, flies under the radar for most people. Uh, okay, let's keep going. Carlito's Way. This is another one that's a '90s flick, an early '90s flick. I think it's '91, '92, something something like that. Almost a late '80s movie really kind of on the on the margin there it's hard to categorize the time that this movie takes place because it's based on a book so there's a sort of timelessness to it that's embedded into the the, the fabric of the of the of the milieu and yet the um the top ranking i give it Top ranking is, is is A. Is uh this is a, an incredibly good movie. It's so good, in fact. I um it's uh sorry, I'm I'm like speechless. Um this movie is like Scarface, the spiritual successor to Scarface. I think it's probably a movie that um, it's probably a movie that uh, what do you call it? Carlito's Way is a movie that is is not really easy to like the first time you watch it, and it seems like a film that um, it shouldn't really even be praised. I actually think it's one of my favorite movies Pacino's ever done. It's got a lot of pizzazz, a lot of 
the wagger and the in the gangster character. And the lead role is really um challenging if you if you understand the nuances of his of his the expectations or um, that people have for him. In his world, he really is this hardened criminal that has to find reformation within himself. And yet, the world that he's he gets released from prison, and the world that he's now sprung back into doesn't care about um, who he thinks he is now. They just want him to be a heroin dealer and a good one. And he has to kind of deal with his bad reputation. And it's it's a movie about a guy trying to redeem himself, but he ends up getting kind of slaughtered for it. Uh, and it's a very um, unusual uh, personality in, in film because you tend not to watch movies about this kind of anti-hero gangster type guy who has like a downfall. It's because he's very tragic. And so we tend not to watch movies like that with this very tragic figure. Still, Pacino's acting is so good. And the ensemble cast is like Luis Guzman's in there. Uh, John Leguizamo's in there as well. So is Sean Penn, who's probably the second best actor in the film. And there are so many characters just in, in, in the whole environment of the, uh, of the Bronx, or I guess it was Spanish Harlem. I can't quite remember. I think it's Spanish Harlem or, or, or the Bronx. And, and it's like the Puerto Rican version of Scarface. Scarface is Cuban. And then this one, um, he, he's Puerto Rican. And it's significant because Pacino did spend a lot of time in the Bronx. I think he went to high school there and probably lived there at some point as growing up. And so as a formative time, uh, the Bronx, there was sort of like a cachet. And I think his, his knowledge of the sociology of the Bronx is quite good. And so, and it really show it really comes to light in this film. And you see that he knows different personalities and Luis Guzman's acting is quite good. Um, it, quite appropriate, I should say. So yeah, I think altogether, um, an insanely good a job in acting wise. It's not the easiest character for a guy like Pacino to do because he's trying to portray a personality that he kind of grew up maybe dealing with, and not a personality that he's sort of found himself becoming. And his probably there's probably some friction there in terms of his ability to sort of portray that person. But at the same time, it's it's and it's 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 more refined, I think, than Tony Montana. I think a better acting performance than his iconic Scarface role. And again, it's the spiritual successor to Scarface. So he does um Carlito, unlike Tony Montana, is um more mature, he's older, and the film is directed by Brian De Palma just the same. So I, I think it's actually a, a really fine film. And people who don't like this movie, just watch it one more time and you'll get it. Um, and honestly, even though I didn't love it the first time I saw it, I respected it. So that tells you tells you more than enough to get you to go and check it out. Anyway, up next. Um... The Irishman, the Irishman. I did this in the De Niro episode, and I will say that, like I said in the De Niro episode, Pacino was the better actor in the film, even though he was in less scenes, and it's because he had higher stakes um, work to do. Now, I think De Niro 
was really good because he um he uh really good because De Niro uh had to do I mean De Niro you know I always feel like he cries you know in movies and that's supposed to be like his big acting trick but I always forget that when I'm watching the films there's a lot more like smaller expressions that he does and so I'm probably throwing him under under the bus a little because it's hard to actually remember all the subtleties and De Niro's father was a painter quite I think a very well-known one um who worked in like North Carolina and places and who also was called Robert De Niro. And I think De Niro, the actor De Niro tries to be like a painter. He tries to be very subtle with his sort of micro expressions, as it were. And I don't know if Pacino is doing that as much. I think Pacino is going for kind of going for the gold with, with his acting. He's not really trying to be as elegant. And so I think De Niro does have a better um, philosophy in a way. But I don't think it's necessarily as effective in in, in the terms of it being memorable and um, significant to the to the story. Uh, so it's just it's I don't know I don't want to say De Niro's acting is too much like window dressing, but I just don't because I really do I really believe it enhances a movie and he always steals the show. Um, but I just feel like he doesn't have the same punch with his acting that Pacino usually has. Now De Niro has a lot of punch. But it's just it's not as um, effective as 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 Pacino. Uh, it's more it's more refined in a way. Uh, maybe maybe more and but still reliable. I'm not. It's it's a subtle thing to talk about. Uh, it's 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 just Pacino is 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 sort of like a a dog on a leash trying to break break off the chain, whereas De Niro is more like a, more like a cat. Um, it just I it's kind of how I'm more like a you know, maybe a, a bigger than ordinary cat, perhaps a wild cat even. Anyway, up next. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the Irishman. I give it a B because I just thought better than House of Gucci, but like not really like his best movie in terms of his his acting. Um, uh, you know. And then up next is Serpico. Serpico is a brilliantly uh, directed and acted Sydney, Sydney Lumet film from, I think, early 70s, like 74 or 3 or somewhere along those lines. Possibly earlier, maybe even later than that. I My memory is like kind of like not great for this film. I haven't, I haven't rewatched it in a while. Uh, but I will say that I... It's a it's a it's a striking movie. Like you watch this, you're like, wow, this is a this is a really serious movie. It's a little like his version of Taxi Driver, um, and it might it might exactly be that. And um, I just felt like he he is so he's so unhinged and so energetic and so kind of inspiring in his ability to to like command the room. That this film has got to be an A. I mean, it might be his best performance that I can think of. But then again, there are a lot of scenes in this film where he doesn't really vocalize as much. And it's hard to remember because the scenes are so intense, yet he's not necessarily doing a lot of talking. He's, he's, kind, of, he's kind of reading the room, looking around. You know, a lot, all eyes are on him. So there's, a, there's, a, there's this idea that it's better his best performance. But I think... Probably not 
altogether his best performance just because he does have a lot of moments where it's sort of radio silence on his part. Okay, but the film it's by itself is excellent. Any of those sitting Lumet films are 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 like uh, are like gold standard. Okay, up next, uh do 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 do. up next is heat i also did this for the de niro one and this is one of the rare films where i think this is also an a i'm a big pacino fan and i think like the de niro version uh uh, like in the de niro episode that i did you know de niro is more of like a supporting actor in this to pacino pacino really you know, is driving home the film, and and De Niro is like is like a second in command, um, but at the same time, De Niro is a lot more intriguing. I think Al Pacino is easy to read, and he's an exciting actor to see on stage, but he but in or uh, on film on on camera, but in this particular movie, um, De Niro is probably more more of the enigma because his character, while he's acting, isn't as demanding necessarily. His, uh, in terms of energy spent, he is more of um, a person of suspicion, and, you, and, and, it's, and he's more of a, a mastermind. Whereas Pacino is, I think, a fairly middle-of-the-road sort of detective most of the time, and then he has these impressive moments of genius that kind of litter the film, but you don't necessarily associate him as... Like, when I first... The first couple times I saw Heat, uh, which is directed by Michael Mann, I didn't think that Pacino was actually all that good at being a detective, and then I and then I realized it dawned on me that he's actually supposed to be like this genius detective, but it wasn't super clear the first time I watched it. Whereas De Niro is very clear what his role is, and I think De Niro should get credit for that. He's very his communication is always like impeccable. Whereas what Pacino is actually supposed to be, it takes a while sometimes to understand. However, I still think his performance in this is an A. I mean, he was just off the chain in terms of quality. And and pretty believable. The believability is probably not as good as um, as in Serpico, but he still was uh, a very uh, uh, engaging and convincing actor. Convincing is a strong word. I would say engaging and uh, compelling. Okay. Uh, Deadpool's Advocate is up next. Deadpool's Advocate. Uh, this movie, I actually know someone who worked on it. Uh, it's a pretty okay movie. Like, I don't hate it. I didn't really find it to be like, you know, like a, a classic. But it, but it is. Um, it's got some funny sort of moments. And Keanu Reeves is in it in one of his earlier sort of films. I mean, he was before The Matrix, so for me, that's an early Keanu Reeves film. For others, it might not be. And at, at any rate, 
there's a lot of like dead air in this movie. Like there's a lot of just like short, um, like, you know, dated kind of shots of Manhattan that sort of work, but sort of don't. I think if you, I think if you remade the film, it could be very, uh, convincing. But in this particular stretch of time, it's, it just feels like, like they're trying to tell you something that no longer really makes you feel anything. Now, the actual acting, I I, I just mean in terms of the shot selection and, you know, the production design and all that. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a dated style. But the actual acting uh, is cool. And Pacino is is, uh, on his game, on the the top of his game for sure. I I don't think it is necessarily uh, a movie that he thought was, you know, super amazing. But it was probably a film that he felt like would add some variety to his career and probably enrich his his acting style. So I give it a B. You know, it's it's respectable. But it, the movie itself is a little worse because of its age than the actual um, performance by Pacino. I just want to clarify that. And his and his character is really unusual. So the acting wasn't you know it could have gone either it could have gone different in different directions. I think. Uh. And as a final word on Devil's Advocate, I do kind of feel like someone else might have been able to do that role better, like a Christopher Walken or someone. So just 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 bear in mind that it might not be it might have been a better movie if they had someone a little more fitted for that particular role, someone who played that type of personality more so. John Travolta, perhaps. But but Al Pacino wasn't was was good. It just I don't feel like he was the perfect fit for that movie for Devil's Advocate. Anyway, up next is um, Scarface. Let's do Scarface. Everyone likes Scarface. Um, such a veritable classic. You know, it's sort of like the primor- primordial, um, you know, tr- trash gangster film. Uh, it's just really such a trashy movie that you feel like you're kind of like living in like the future and the past at the same time and not really living in the present. And it's just exciting. It's ex- There's a kind of ecstasy when you're sort of imagining what it's like to be um, Tony Montana. And at the same time, it, you know, it's a totally fucked up story. Uh, you would never want to live like that. So it's a very out of out of left field kind of film. And it's and, and it's also just like a tour de force, like a total perfect movie. Um, I think Tarantino talks about like the perfect movie as a phenomenon. And Scarface, in a way, is like that. I don't know if it's really the perfect movie, but it's close. You know, it's just got it's got all these bells and whistles that kind of work in synchrony, and it doesn't really have too many dull moments. And um, from start to finish, it's it's always uh, um, fascinating. And then by the end of the film, you're just like you know, you're 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 almost falling off your seat with excitement. So yeah, uh, his acting. I would say uh, Pacino's acting in this is superb. It's got to be an A. I mean, he's he's larger than life. He's at his most larger than life in this film. And this film probably defines him more than anything. And honestly, it's kind of crazy to think that he went from playing Michael Corleone in The Godfather, which was and still is an iconic role, to this movie where he's playing a kind of different ethnicity almost. And he's in a very similar role, but he's – He's, he's his personality is no longer cool. He's a hothead, 
and he still pulls it off. It's very, it's very, it tells you how great this guy is as an actor. Uh, okay, here's one that I haven't seen, but I feel like I'll say stuff about it. Cruising is a, a William Friedkin directorial film uh, p picture where he kind of is an undercover detective that has to find about out about murders in like the gay community. And there's like, and I mean like male, like, you know, gay bar like gay bars gay clubs um what do you call it uh m kind of stuff leather like leather dungeons and things. i don't really know i haven't seen it but i just feel like maybe there's some judas priest playing in this film maybe there isn't i don't know i don't know anything about this film um i was going to watch it for a william friedkin tribute and then i realized it was just a little too um weird like i just i didn't really know if like I, I didn't understand what the point of the movie was. It just seems a little like a, like a little wacky. Uh, however, I will say that from the clips I saw in preparation of actually viewing the film, Al Pacino's performance does seem solid. So while I haven't seen this film, I do think Al Pacino did probably a reasonably good um, character. Okay, up next. Godfather Part 2. The Godfather Part 2 is... Um, the Godfather Part 2 is... Uh, I mean, I should do the first one. So let me find the first one. Cause I, I haven't seen Dick Tracy. I didn't even know he did that. So you, you learn all these funny things. Um, a lot of these ones I haven't seen. Um, but The Godfather Part 1. Okay, well, I'll say a few. A few um, I know you don't want to hear me just blab about The Godfather. But I will say that while this film isn't re revolving around Al Pacino, because Mar Marlon Brando does steal the show, I think Al Pacino is more of a um, is more of more integral to the plot. His character is 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 kind of is effectively the lead character, and there are some scenes where he does have to kind of have a show either a mixture of composure or um, agitation or. Elon, even I, I feel like he's he's got sort of a medley of emotions in this film, but I don't think it was extraordinarily demanding. Um, so I will give his acting in this particular Godfather a C, because uh, I just don't remember it being <sighs> okay. Maybe a B, just because I probably don't mem remember all the best scenes. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he had some really good. Uh, moments that are just kind of like brushed under the rug in, in comparison to, to Brando. Uh, Godfather Part 2. 
from what I remember, he was a lot better in this one. He was he was the focal point of the film. Um, you could say Albert, Robert De Niro also was, but I think really Pacino was. I think his relationship with his brother was kind of the big dramatic um, fulcrum. And I think this he might have been an A in terms of acting in this, especially the way he confronts Fredo. But but honestly, it's probably a B. I just don't think he, his acting was really like like what the acting style he's known for. Um, I don't think it's really it really is uh, showcased in the Godfather series, which I don't know. I think it was I think it was such a serious movie to to be a part of. And keep in mind the director is really young. Um, I don't. I think that the God, the Godfather, part two is. Um, the God. The Godfather part two is basically um, like a like a like a. A, a slightly better version of Godfather Part One, in terms of just the performance, in respect to the performances by Pacino. Uh, Godfather Part Three, I want to say that he was better in that one, as an actor. Uh, could be wrong. I don't think there. I don't think he is entirely that different, even though the movie was somewhat altered compared to the first two. Uh, and I think he's kind of at the B level for all three, to be honest, uh, just just from my memory of it. I'm sure if he were in the room, he would say that those movies were actually a little better than how I remember them. Or maybe even a little worse, just to, you know, give me some um, humility. But I, I overall, I just can't really speak to whether or not any Godfather is an A or a B or a C. I think they might be in, in the ballpark of low A, high C, and anywhere in B. I don't think they're his best acting performances. I, I will say that. I don't think they're his best. But they're certainly, you know, uh, fine works of performance art. Like most of his films. That I've seen, at least. But some I haven't seen. I don't particularly care, for, care to see. Uh, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? Where is this? The third one. It was. I, I mean, I don't. I don't have time for this. Who has time for this? Let me find it. Oh, I think I just threw it up there. No. Godfather Part Three. See, I. Okay, so who whomever assembled this list did not include that movie, which is a bad sign because I think there's some stuff that probably is also missing that would be nice to have uh the merchant of venice oh man i have to see that one that one is one that's kind of um i always forget that he was in that i think he might have done a broadway portrayal of shylock so i'll have to um go back to that sea of love dude i don't even know what that is that actually sounds kind of good uh is it like an action i don't know definitely been in a number of films that 
uh, what's his 88? He's been in a lot of stuff. I'm not, I don't tend to watch films about like international terrorism. And I don't tend to watch films about like international, like human trafficking or drug smuggling. I don't tend to watch like international, like focused stuff unless it's like a James Bond movie or if, unless it's like a, um, which could be a, you know, a flaw in my kind of persona, as it were. I think maybe I, I should watch more internationally focused sort of crime and action films. Uh, I probably, I'm probably a, have a deficit in that department. Okay, uh, admittedly. Man, so I guess I haven't seen as many as I thought I'd seen as a as a percentage or as a fraction. Uh, what's this? They don't have Dog Day Afternoon, which is like a big film by him. I, they don't really have like a lot of his best. Glengarry Glenn Ross. Okay, I never liked that one. Um, and he uh, he could have been good in that. I just never could sit through that movie. Which is this? What, what um, the Insider? I also didn't. I found it hard to sit through that. I will say his acting in the Insider is a, is probably B level. His acting was good in the Insider. Um, Righteous Kill. Oh, that's another film of both De Niro and Pacino, which I probably saw and forgot about because it was so weird. Um, I would say like a C. Oh, I put Godfather Part 3 in F. No, it doesn't belong in F. It's, I think the acting is like a B. Um, Jack and Jill. Oh, he was in this film, and it was stupid. I'll give this one an F. His performance was, like, irrelevant to the, to anything about the movie. I wonder if they have the um, Ocean's 12 or whatever it was. The one that, the Ocean film he did. Uh, in, that, in that series. Because that one, he was probably okay. I mean, I it's been a while. I never really bothered to rewatch that. Okay. Um, Gene Hackman and Al Pacino in Scarecrow. That's one I've overlooked. Okay, um, Franking Johnny, heard of that, don't know if it's Manglehorn, that seems like a recent one, like, almost, like, it, it just got released, I've not seen that, it looks kind of, kind of alright, Pacino Revolution, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool in this one, this one, he, like, has to, it's a little like The Patriot, um, it's a cool kind of film. Uh, I give it a C. Uh, well, I give it a B. I give it a B because it, it is a pretty um, uh, intriguing subject, and he does he is the star of the, of the movie for sure. So without a doubt, a lot of these films I haven't seen are are decent. Like The Merchant of Venice is probably pretty good in it. Uh, I'll, I'll put a lot of the ones I haven't seen and haven't seen. Uh, Manglehorn. Those are like the ones I really want to watch. Any given Sunday. Frankie and Johnny, see, that one's probably good. Um, Dog Day Afternoon is not on this list. Donnie Brasco is, though. And I think he, he probably gets an A for Donnie Brasco. His character is really out there, really larger than life. Um, he does crazy, super, like, so well. 
he almost like dignifies crazy where he shouldn't, you know. Um, I mean, a few actors can actually do that. Maybe Anthony Hopkins in a different sort of way, in a demented sort of way. He does deranged. Anthony Hopkins kind of does demented. Those two. And Jack Nicholson, he does kind of charming crazy. He kind of blends the both of them. Um, yeah, so... What the, two for the money, Hangman. I, I can't... The Recruit. Okay, The Recruit, he's he's decent in The Recruit. I've seen that. I mean, I'm not saying he's, like, his best movie. I, I would say probably, like, a C. It's a little heavy-handed uh, for what, what it really is about. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna give it a B because I think that role was sort of unusual. And now that I, I consider it, he, he had a lot of good, um, like sort of avuncular paternal sort of moments with facing with, uh, Colin Farrell. That's not exactly in his wheelhouse as far as I knew. So it was, it was a, a well-executed film, just not a very high quality, um, important subject matter uh or whatever you call it um humbling okay a lot of this stuff is stuff i would not expect bobby deerfield a love story i this is like you can't make this stuff up these movies are so obscure the pirates of somalia i think some of these were were meant to make more of a splash than they did and they're just on here for like indexing purposes um glengarry gen ross I've seen it, but I haven't seen, like, all of it, and I, I don't have a clear memory of Pacino in the film. Maybe I, have, I just haven't seen enough of that one. Uh, yeah, City Hall. There's there's a few in here that I, I know, like, in, and Justice for All is not brought up. It's kind of a, this is kind of a dog shit list if you don't have Dog Day Afternoon and, and Justice for All. I mean, those are, like, some of the better films he's done. Um, City Hall, that one looks kind of good. So I'll put that in Haven't Seen, along with Scarecrow. And yeah, and I'll just close out from there because ultimately, um, Walken and Arkin, I don't know who Arkin is, they're trying to promote this guy. Christopher Walken and the Pacino. That could have been a fun movie. And in fact, I kind of must have seen a preview for that at some point. Uh, I'll probably watch that soon because it, it seems fun. Two for the Money, that also seems fun. I'll put this in Haven't Seen. Haven't Seen to me just means I'm probably going to try to watch it. Jessica Chastain, that could be good. People I know. Kim Bassinger, that could be good. All right, that's it. I'm going to close out. I think I could probably redo this after I'd seen several more of these. It's sort of embarrassing, but at the same time, this list was made by someone else, and it didn't have, like, a lot of his best work. Um, sort of sort of, sort of terrifying that those films weren't included. But I guess um, much of the same could be said about me for missing. I mean, how did I not know he was in Dick Tracy? How did I not know that? That sounds like something everyone would know. Um, and the Merchant of Venice, I probably should have seen that years ago. So at any rate, uh, I will rewatch Glengarry Glenn Ross to see what exactly he's been doing in that film. Cause it sounds like he might have like a, an important sort of role that's, um, 
you know, timeless even. I don't know. Maybe it's not timeless. Seems like it could be. All right. You know, good night and good luck. Take care, guys. I hope you enjoyed this uh, kind of haphazard attempt at categorizing all of Pacino's films. By the way, a lot of these films would probably get an F or D if I bothered to see them. Just saying. Can't be, can't be entirely accurate with that statement, but I have a hunch. All right. Take care, guys.